It's football season, people! Can you believe it? It's finally here. Training camp week has arrived for the Miami Dolphins. Welcome to a football edition of the Miami Sports Podcast. Clay Ferrero here, Dookie Lang alongside, and Will Manso at home, home on the range. He sent us some interesting videos, huh? Will is out in Montana, big sky country, getting away from all of us for a little while. Well, there's a reason. Because he hates you? Okay, there's two reasons. <laughs> uh, that is not true. He start, Well, it may be. What do I know? He started his career in Missoula, Montana. That yep. was market number one for Will. And so he has decided to return to Missoula and all the exciting things to do in Montana. And uh, he'll be back about 10 days. 10 days, yeah, yeah. That, as of when we're recording this podcast. So he'll be back shortly, but uh, in the meantime, we are here to talk some football with you guys. Can't wait for training camp to kick off. Gets going on Thursday. Actually, by the time you're re- listening to this, rookies have already reported. So the Dolphins are going to get things going. We're going to talk about what we're looking forward to with this training camp. And uh, I think there are a few storylines, and the obvious one is the quarterback battle. So we'll start there, but then we'll, we'll kind of dance around a little bit. Before we get going... Let's get to our sponsor, Vera Motors. When you spend your hard-earned money on a car, go to a place with a reputation, and I promise you, there is no business in the state of Florida with a better reputation than Vera Motors. Vera, Cadillac, Buick, GMC, Pembroke Pines. The Vera family has been serving South Florida for 60 years. For the best deal in South Florida, the best service, Vera, Cadillac, Buick, GMC, 300 South University Drive, three miles north of the stadium, in Pembroke Pines. A lot of people are going to be by that stadium coming up in a few weeks. Getting so close. Yeah, I'm excited if you can't tell. And, uh, you know, we actually have the Hurricanes starting this week as well. But we'll save them for a separate podcast as we get closer and closer to the kickoff against the Gators. But, Dookie, let's start with the quarterback position. And, and we'll start here. Do you take anything from the fact that Ryan Fitzpatrick completely outplayed Josh Rosen in OTAs and minicamp? Yeah, I do, actually. Um, I found it very interesting. The word excuse is a strong word, but the explanation that was given by Josh Rosen, where essentially he said, hey, relax, the competition starts when we get back. I don't buy that. I think when you are trying to be the starting quarterback, the competition is 365 24-7. The way you act, the way you prepare, the way you are in the building, the way you are around your teammates, you are being evaluated at all times for that position. I think it's somewhat universally applicable, but quarterback, different. So the fact that after the voluntary offseason work and the mini camp that Josh Rosen was like, eh, don't sweat it. The, you know, it, it get the you know, it gets real in, in August. I, did, did you find concerning. did you find it interesting by the way that he kinda caught himself because he kinda knew that he shouldn't have said that. He shouldn't have. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, he yeah. shouldn't have said that. And you know what? Fine. To me that puts that puts the onus on him. Fine. I I will throw out what, what everybody saw. I mean, frankly, they're running around their gym shorts. That's fine. I'll throw it out, but I am going to evaluate you. And to me, I am in the group where I cannot overstate, in my opinion, how important this training camp is to Josh Rosen. I think he's playing for his football career. I really, really, really believe that. I know it's only his second year. I know he was a first-round draft pick, top 10 pick. But if he can't beat out Ryan Fitzpatrick, and make no mistake, Brian Flores is a first-year coach. He's not worried about his job. He's not worried about he's worried about winning football games. He's not tanking for Tua. He's out there to win football games. He's going to start the quarterback who he thinks gives him the best chance to win. 
if Josh Rosen is not better than Ryan Fitzpatrick with... I'm, when did Fitzpatrick sign? A couple, a month or two before Rosen did? So it's not like he had such a big head start. Yeah, I want to say it was a month. I'm trying to think back so, because you had the draft right. early early May, late April, early May, and then free agency was, what, a month and a half before that? So, so yeah. whatever it is, whatever, whatever the quote-unquote head start that Fitzpatrick had over Josh Rosen, if Rosen can't catch him, it makes me really, really concerned about what type of NFL career he could have because the reality is that if – He's not the man this year. The Dolphins are going to draft a quarterback next year, and they're going to play that quarterback ahead of him. And if he moves on to stop number three before he's 25 years old, you're a journeyman. And, and, and I mean, I say that's the negative. The positive is go win the starting job with the Miami Dolphins and prove them wrong and make them not want to take a quarterback. Far be it for me to agree with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but I, I, I think there's a lot of validity in what you said. I'm going to add this little <laughs> bit of nuance, though. Um Something Brian Flores told us from from the beginning with all this, he kept referencing the words teaching camp. And and I do think that there is there is argu- an argument to be made that the fact that Fitzpatrick had that head start led to him being more likely to get the first team reps than Josh Rosen. Because you want somebody going into the huddle that knows the plays, that you're confident knows the playbook, because in those learning teaching camps, you're responsible for making sure that you're getting into and out of the right play call so that everybody else on that first team is on the same page. So there is an argument to be made for having that extra experience. And I just invented a new word, argument. Um, But I'm with you. If that doesn't change and quickly... In training camp, then I think you start to put more stock into what happened in minicamp and OTAs. Well, here's another thing, right? So, what's Josh Rosen's reputation from last year? I, I think that also he, plays. He into has this. a hu- he has a great reputation for being. Oh man, when you see that guy in practice, mm-hmm. he throws a beautiful ball, and you know he's he's tremendous, tremendous practice player. It's just in the games when everything got live and he played behind such an atrocious offensive line, he got shook, he got rattled, he started making mistakes. Okay, fine. Well, they didn't have offensive line problems in June and July, right? That's true. They they didn't have, there's like this, if anything, this should be the time when he shines. This should be the time, and we saw with Jay Cutler. When Jay Cutler came here, when he first came here, Everybody knew who Jay Cutler was. Jay Cutler had this reputation as a guy who's a little laid back, who, you know, big, strong arm, but, you know, he's he's going to Jay Cutler on you. And what happened? His first few practices, what did every writer and reporter say when they walked away? Man, Jay Cutler is good. Yeah, best mean, quarterback we've had here since Marino yeah, in man, practice. Yeah, in man. Practice. Uh, like, I, I, you know, I know he's got a bad rap, but man, that guy has a great arm. Yeah. And then, of course, as the season played out, you know, Jay Cutler, was Jay, Cutler. was Jay Cutler, right? Yeah. And uh, so I just think that Josh Rosen... Look, I want Josh Rosen to do well. I'll be perfectly honest with you. Well, I, think, I, think, I think everybody does. I, I, think, I think they gave up a second-round pick for him. I think that I like his attitude. I like his swag. I like the way he conducts himself. I like that people are offended by him, and he sort of seems like he's very comfortable in his own skin. I think he's got some leadership qualities. I think he's a pretty good quarterback, too. I liked watching him play in college. But I really feel like, I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick has a large body of work as being okay, he'll once in a blue moon trip over a five-touchdown performance, and they call it Fitz magic. 
But otherwise, he's then he'll gonna, throw four picks the next week. He's going to yeah. throw four picks for the next three games. He's not very good. He's on the bottom stack of NFL quarterbacks. If Josh Rosen can't beat him out, it tells me that Josh Rosen just is not good. It, it is better for the long-term health of this franchise yes. that Josh Rosen goes out there and wins the job and not by a small margin. I don't think that's going to happen, unfortunately. Not not winning it by a, a wide margin. If he wins it, it's going to be slim and only because I think he, he starts to elevate his play. Now, that doesn't mean that he doesn't start to widen that gap as the season goes on if he wins it. But that's we're getting into a lot of hypotheticals here. Let me go back to something else you said about his reputation. And what you were alluding to was the reputation as a great practice player yes. comparing it to Jay Cutler. There's another part of his reputation, which is kind of the I don't really need football reputation. The fact that he's such a, a smart guy, grew up in a, a, a fairly well-to-do family, not fairly, a very well-to-do family, mm-hmm. and and the feeling that he doesn't need football. I thought that was unfair. I agree. I agree. I agree with you. However, if he goes out there, when you hear him say something to the effect of, yeah, well, the, the real competition starts in training camp. I mean, we're still competing, but the real... It, it kind of goes back to what you were saying, I think, a little bit earlier of it is a year-round competition. Yeah. And so I agree with you that I think that is an unfair reputation, it's yeah. a, especially when you hear guys, and I've said this from the beginning, when you hear guys like Larry Fitzgerald, David Johnson coming to his defense in a big way, uh, telling people that he's one of the best teammates they've ever had. He can't play football because he's a rich kid. Well, yes. Because, because, he, because, his, because he comes from a well-to-do right, family right, right, right. that I think his great-great-grandfather was Wharton of the Wharton Business School yes. at Penn. So he's smart and he comes from wealth. Therefore, he can't play football. That's, right. That's ridiculous. Right. But, but again, I think when you hear something like that, if, if the narrative... That, that some people are yeah. trying to push is that, then unfortunately I think it feeds into it. But here's the bottom line, and this goes back to what we said a few minutes ago, and it's all that matters. If he goes out there and he absolutely crushes it in yep. training camp and wins this job, nobody's going to give a rat's rear end about what happened in, in minicamp, in OTAs, but... If he goes out there and, and, and it's lackadaisical and it's a, a lot of the same, then I think that more people start to adopt that narrative fairly or unfairly that it's, well, football just doesn't mean that much to him, whatever. I just, I would think that, especially given that he was unfairly pegged with the narrative of, oh, you're a rich kid, you can't care about football, or you care about things outside of football, therefore you can't care about football, or whatever whatever has been pegged on Josh Rosen, I would think that knowing that, and he's a very self-aware young guy based on everything I've read, so he knows what's up. So given that, I would think that he would take everything more seriously. Like, given his failure of last year, I would think that he would take this opportunity more seriously. Because the first time it happened, right, once bitten, twice shy. So the first time it happened, he, he you know, he's drafted, top 10 pick, Goes to Arizona and gets crushed the whole year. Terrible. People say he can't play. Okay, fine. But now he gets a second chance at NFL life. You would think, given that he wants to clear his name and prove that he can play, that he would treat it a certain way. And that position demands more. I just think it's very interesting that Brian Flores, this is his first year, they're essentially taking a fly. It's a second round pick, but it's still they're taking a flyer on him mm-hmm. because if it, because right now a second as much as a second round pick means, and a second round pick means a lot. It's not a throwaway pick, but the reality is to the Dolphins right now, 
they are loaded with picks. Yes. They got picks coming out of their ears. And so with so many picks, if Josh Rosen doesn't work out, okay, they lost a second round pick because they have like six of them next year. Mm-hmm. And so the, the risk reward for the Dolphins is very low risk, high reward. The risk reward for Josh Rosen is his career. He will be a career backup. And so my hope for him is that he realizes that and he plays like it. Mm-hmm. And as much as I like Ryan Fitzpatrick as a person, and he's a funny soundbite and Harvard educated, smart guy, whatever. The reality is if he's the starting quarterback for your franchise, you're not going to have a very good team. Yeah. There's well, and, and look, look at all the, the Vegas over unders. Look at the, yeah. and, and look, I, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that ESPN.com, NFL.com, that, that, that this is the be all and end all, but Every power ranking that I've seen so far, the Dolphins are dead last. And so, yeah. I, with all of that said, I, I think a lot of this is going to depend on, and, and Brian Flores has said this, that practice stuff that we're talking about is going to matter a lot because they're going to have to evaluate not just on what they see in the games because you may very well have a situation like what Josh Rosen had in Arizona last year where there's not a whole lot of talent around him, the offensive line doesn't play well, and and, and you're having to evaluate based on, okay, yeah, he got sacked in a second and a half, didn't have time, the numbers may not look good because he was having to throw up balls and, and, and try to run for his life, but so let's look at the evaluation and practice. So I, I, all of that to say, I, I think this training camp may mean even more for Josh Rosen than than it would otherwise because of all the things you mentioned, plus the fact that the team around him once the games start not going to be very good. And, and let me let me harp on that for a second here. Um, I don't know if they're that bad. I will say this issue. <laughs> Caution to fans as we're getting into training camp season and all of that. You're going to hear a whole lot of reports about what what are termed at times camp beasts. Players who go out there and, and blow it away in training camp and guys who are just phenomenal and, and but and who knows, maybe maybe Ryan Fitzpatrick will be that guy that he goes out there and man, he threw eight under eight touchdowns and no interception. He's a camp beast. Spoiler well, alert, it'll be Devontae Parker. Oh well, it could be. It, it, and look, that's how that, many that's been how the many case years before. in a row? Well, yeah, every year. He, here's what this is <laughs> seven the years running. <laughs> this is the caution that I'll throw out there, and I'm just as guilty of it as anybody is going out there and getting on Twitter and and, and tweeting what we're seeing. Because I do think people want to know what's going on, but you never know why certain things happen. Maybe, maybe Charles Harris has gotten three sacks in a practice because the the tackle that he's lined up against, if he's in a down stance, just hadn't played very well. And and so it's it's really hard to kind of take too much as far as individual performances. My gut still tells me I I think this. You know what? I think there's going to be some similarities between this team and the Marlins. I think you're going to have a team that. I don't, I don't know if they're going to be the worst team in the league because that's what everybody's predicting, and I do think that they're building the foundation in the right way. And I think you're going to have a guy in Brian Flores who is no-nonsense, and he's going to have guys believing and playing hard for him. But ultimately, the talent is going to win out, or in this case, lose out. And I think you're probably going to see a bottom, bottom team in the standings in the AFC East and one of the bottom four or five teams in the league. Just don't overreact to what you hear in training camp because I think ultimately once they get out there on the field against other teams in games that actually mean something, that's when I think you'll be able to start to evaluate this. So I talked to a former NFL wide receiver who I used to work with, and he was talking about breaking down film. And, you know, we talk about breaking down film and we watch the game and you watch the game at home and then you watch the highlights and maybe you watch some more highlights throughout the week. But he was describing just like watching one play and what is how many times 
the NFL players watch one play. And and if a lineman is in a down stance and they put three fingers down on the ground and the players are taught to look at the middle knuckle and it's the middle knuckle white or red. How mm-hmm. much pressure are they applying on the middle knuckle? Because if they're applying a certain amount of pressure, it's probably a run play. And f- I mean, the level of detail that these players are going through in an individual play. So like you, you and I can go out to training camp and we can watch a play and we can see Josh Rosen throws a pass and Kenny Stills catches it and we go, wow, that was a really good play. And what we didn't see is that one safety was supposed to be in one location and they, I mean, there's just so much that goes into an individual play mm-hmm. that, I mean, I, I don't think people appreciate how much a given... Every practice, how much the coaches go back, even the practices where the guys are running around their gym shorts, and they go back and they watch every single player on every single play, and every play is graded, and every play is evaluated, and so nothing will be missed. And so those those training camp heroes that sort of jump out at you, you can't read any, because we don't really know what's making them successful. I do think it is fair, though, the national narrative of ultimately the talent level across the board with this team is not what it was. I agree. You don't take a defensive line, get rid of Cameron Wake, who's a future Hall of Famer, and say you're going to get better. I know he's old. I know it made sense. Like, I would have done the move. But there's a lot of moves that they made where there were... It's going to be a short-term one step back for the hopeful two steps forward in the future. and And they were very selective moves that were intended to ultimately build the franchise, ultimately create freedom for you know financial freedom and and room on the roster. But short term, yes, they're somewhat. It's a balance of like trying to compete, but starting from scratch. And I think the trying to compete part is not necessarily a talent thing. I think it's an attitude thing. I think it's a it's just setting a culture. I mean, and and that's that's that's. I know it's 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 like the the hot word in sports but it really is especially brian flores they went to new england you it can't tell you like it the dolphins are not hiding their cards here they want to play they want to tackle the patriots they went and they stole the dude who was calling the defensive plays for the patriots they want to conduct themselves like the patriots and they want to win like the patriots yes they need to go find a tom brady but that's who they're copying and and I don't I don't I mean wouldn't you if you were running an NFL oh, sure, franchise sure. go steal someone from New England and try to be like sure. them. So we we've kind of laid the groundwork here in the first few minutes of what not to look for, what not to overreact to. So these are the things though that I think you should look forward to in camp or things that at least could be telling, right? So and we for those of you that were able to hang out with us on on Sports Sunday, we went through a lot of these, but I'm really curious to see these things and you kind of pick and choose which one of these you like, feel free to hop in. I want to see where Christian Wilkins lines up. I want to see, do they have him exclusively at defensive tackle? Do they kick him out to defensive end a little bit? I want to see they kick him back at linebacker Tight a little end. bit, let him drive it. Hey, why not fullback? I mean, seriously. I wasn't, I wasn't kidding. No, no, not at all. And and so I, I trust him more than Gasicki in goal line. Man, I it, look, you, I don't know if you're joking about I'm that, not. but he may be, and that's the I'm thing, is like, especially with blocking, things like that. Christian Wilkins is the type of guy that when you talk about culture and someone who's going to come in and set the tone, I think he was a perfect first pick. For this for this team, so so I want to see that. I want to see Michael Dieter. I want to see does he does he win the the first team job? Does he win Does he win the guard spot? I want. I like see, Van Ginkle too, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think see. I think he. I I remember him because I 
his name his last name kind of stands out and he played the canes that's that's what and when he played the canes i heard the name van yinkle a hundred times and i was like man who is this van yinkle kid and then he beat the canes twice and he's really good. And so, so I'd be curious to see what, what kind of player he turns out to be. So, and that's another one that I, w- I will say, when you when you read about things, when you hear about things, now just, just so everybody is clear, we are not allowed to, in the moment, tweet formations. We're not allowed to say, all right, these players are playing together. There, there are certain things we're not allowed to tweet out. We are allowed to ask about them after practice and get clarification. And then it's up to Brian Flores to kind of confirm or deny. Or, the injury or just... report comes out in September. Exactly. Right? So but can't these... tell you nothing. Spoiler so, so, alert. So these are the things <laughs> I want to know. I want to know who wins what job. I want to see who's running with the ones the most because we're, we're past the learning camp now mm-hmm. you're still going to be learning fundamentals that learning never ends but now you're getting into the legit competition which is what josh rosen said but now it's okay we're not going to waste any snaps with a player that has no chance at winning the first team job lining up at a first team spot when somebody else could be getting those valuable reps so that's what i say with christian wilkins does he line up outside a little bit where is Minka Fitzpatrick going to line up on a lot of plays? Obviously, safety, I think, is going to continue to be his primary position. But, man, that guy can play nickel corner. That guy can play all over the field. Where do they have him lining up from play to play in what formation? Will Brian Flores confirm when we see him out there if he's in those formations? But, but that's another thing that I'm going to be looking for. You mentioned Devontae Parker. I want to know if if this coaching staff can come in there and find a way to maximize no. the incredible... Th- you're no probably right. You're probably right. But I want to see... And it's not just Parker. I want to see Charles Harris, somebody who has no. played almost exclusively with his hand in no, the they dirt. No, they won't. At defensive end with his hand in the dirt. Will they move him to, to a linebacker Mike Kisicki, spot? no. <laughs> well, well I'm, I'm just, I mean, these are, these are guys who, who are like... <laughs> who are... Frankly, I'm surprised. Like the one of the cool things about being a new administration coming in is you have no loyalty to the people who are there. So if you have a guy who's a bust, you can just get rid of him, and you know, and 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 sort of pin it on the people who are by. Now, it's interesting that the guys that we mentioned, Harris, Devontae Parker, and Mike Kosicki, are being given another chance by. Flores and company. It makes you wonder. Well, what did they see? Maybe there's, maybe there's, maybe there's more there. Call me skeptical. I don't think so, but maybe there's more there. Well, I, I think it's also this is the Patriot way too, right? Like they bring in a ton of talented players, guys who were 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 higher draft picks in the past, and they just kind of fit them in and see if they can do something with that talent. So I think that's what it is, and they're going to see. All right, is is this going to work? Is this going to work? I'm really looking forward to to seeing Albert Wilson back on the field. Yeah. Uh, I think he he's somebody who, and again, you you're careful to try to draw too many parallels to what the Patriots did. But man, how many times do you see Tom Brady throwing the short passes, getting the ball to somebody in space, and letting them go to work? I like him and Jakeem Grant. They were. I, I agree. When when they were when they were clicking last year, when they were when the two of them were playing well together, that was a fun wide receiver group. So you know, the only problem is both of them are speed guys, and both of them are coming off of season-ending injuries. Do they have the same speed? Do they have the same cuts? Do they? Ha- I mean, 
it's got to be a concern. No, so those are also things that we're going to be looking yeah. for. And again, you're not going to get the the full extent of that in training camp. Certainly not early on. But as it goes on, and they start to put on the pads, I mean, you could start to tell if those guys are are getting the separation and and all of that. So that's the type of thing that I'm looking for, Dookie. I'm not going to overreact, overanalyze if if a guy comes in whose name you've never heard of before, and then all of a sudden he's he's grabbing three touchdowns in 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 one practice. Well, maybe that just means your defensive backs are playing poorly or maybe that just means they were trying a new scheme. but it also gives us something to do it does but i <laughs> what i'm looking for and and you know far be it for me to tell anybody how to live their lives but if i were a fan and i were looking at this thing from the outside i would want to know those things i would want to know who's running the most with the ones and and i do think early practices matter with that and then of course the quarterback situation i want to see as we get on to the final couple of weeks of training camp as we get on to the final i would say the final the final couple of practices before the first preseason game. Let's see if Josh Rosen starts to win some of those some of those first team reps. All right, one more time. Our sponsor, Vera Motors. When you spend your hard-earned money on a car, go to a place with a reputation. I promise you, Dookie, no business in the state of Florida has a better reputation than Vera Motors. Vera, Cadillac, Buick, GMC, Pembroke, Pines. The Vera family has been serving South Florida for 60 years. Years for the best deal in South Florida, the best service. It is Vera Cadillac Buick GMC 300 South University Drive, three miles north of the stadium in Pembroke Pines. Football's here, my man. Yeah, it's I'm exciting. I, it's, it's just fun to talk about football, and whatever this season is, it'll be new, it'll be different. Personally, I'm, I'm just really glad we're not talking about Ryan Tannehill. Is this the <laughs> is is this the year he takes the leap? If we had, I, I just I can't. Are you going to throw? Are you going to throw in a no disrespect? No disrespect to Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> uh, Will, enjoy Montana. Enjoy Big Sky Country. We miss you, buddy. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Guys, uh, feel free. I'll be out there at a few of the training camp practices. So if you see me hanging out, come say hello. Say that you love listening to our pods. Say that you uh, you love it when Dookie Lang derails it. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out the music here. Yeah, he is completely ah, there derailed we go. it already. Okay, All right, guys. Enjoy football. Let's get back to it. Take care.